Welcome to the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Triple D Wine and Spirit Distribution and Rico's Cheese. Here's your host, Spicy Gumbo. Hello, Podcastville. This is the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League Podcast. I'm Spicy Gumbo, your host. So happy you could join us today for 45 minutes of nonstop action. Well, relatively exciting action, maybe. <laughs> but uh, we have a fun show planned today. We have our guest today is the co-owner of one of the teams in our league. The team is Dolphins Made Me Cry. His name is Jesse. He is the guy behind the scenes of this team. So excited to talk some week two news with him, week going into week three, some waiver wire pickups. Always going to do four questions with him. And I even have Lady Gray coming on the podcast towards the end to give us some bold predictions going into week three. Exciting stuff. But before we get to any of that, little business to take care of wherever you listen to this podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please remember, like, follow our podcast. Those numbers really help us grow. Also, we are on Twitter at TacoFFL. Please, if you have any kind of comments on the podcast, please go to Twitter. Tweet us. We'll put it on the show, whatever it is, at TacoFFL. Follow us there. Like us there. We would really appreciate that. And also, I always want to thank our wonderful sponsor, Rico's Cheese. You know, Rico's doesn't only sell cheese. They have a plethora of other products. I recently tried their white cheddar popcorn. OMG, will change your life. The Air Pop Each Kernel to Perfection comes in a yumminess of white cheddar. It's gluten-free, cholesterol-free, and trans-fat-free. That means you can snack on it and not even feel guilty. Go find it wherever Rico's is sold. Okay, so our first guest coming on right now, our co-manager, Jesse. Dolphins made me cry. I see the little light blinking here. It appears he is ready. I'm going to switch over and get him on. Jesse, are you with us today? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me today. (laughs) Oh, it's so good to be, to finally talk to you. So for those of you who don't know, um, Jesse is the, co-manager or the co-commissioner co-manager of the dolphins made me cry team with augie he is the man behind the scenes pulling all the strings and augie is just the the figurehead right jesse <laughs> of course of course that's his that's his secret uh, nobody knows about that one but uh, yes yeah. that that's true <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's funny um in our league we have 12 teams and some people do have co-managers you want that you want y'all one of the teams that have two managers for y'all's team so First of all, how does, how does that work out with you guys? So I know some of, some of our listeners out there in Podcastville um, have teams they co-manage. Some don't. I actually I manage four teams of myself. This is the one in particular that I really care about, the taco one, and I don't manage anybody else. So sometimes I feel overwhelmed. So how does, how does co-managing work um, with you and Augie, your co-manager for your team? So just a little background. Um, so we've been doing this together for quite some time. Um, uh, I, my cousin got me into a league in about 2008 and I was horrible. Didn't know anything I was doing, just absolutely horrible. And then the next year, um, um, I got it together and I won that league like three years in a row. And then Augie came in and started playing in that league. We needed a new player. And so we've known each other since nursing school. And, um, so I stopped playing for a little while and I guess a few years back, um, 
he was in the middle of a season, not doing so well. And he gave me a call and I said, all right, well, let's, let's, let's jump in and see what we can do. And so we got into it together. And, and so ever since then we, we, we play together and it's more like a, um, just a mechanism that we use to keep in contact through the years and co-managing it is just, we both, it's, he was being a little, uh, he always, um, he tries to uh, downplay himself a little bit all the time, but no, Augie knows what he's doing. We, we co-manage equally. We make decisions. If something comes up, we come up together. We talk to each other. And it helps out when uh, somebody's busy. You know, we can make moves, try to do things that we need to do when, if the other one's busy and can't do anything. And um, mainly it's just a mechanism for us to enjoy football, enjoy each other's company, and, um, you know, try to win some games and some money along the way. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I brought you up on um, y'all's team up yesterday. I was actually at um, Guatemala History Academy's house, GH, yesterday. I was at his house, and I was fixing his car. We were working on his car together, and it was like, about 11.45 or we're all dirty and he's like, hey, we should check our lineup. So I'm all, oh, I really can use a co-manager right now to check my lineup real quick. Before. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to wipe off our hands and go check our lineups. So I, I can see where that would help out. You know, one guy's busy, one guy can jump in. But it's also a cool mechanism that you guys do. This is basically why I do this league um, is just to kind of keep in contact with a lot of guys. Like there's I have guys in Tennessee that I haven't seen in a long time that I keep in contact with through this league. So it's kind of kind of kind of the same um, it's kind of the same thing as like I try to, you know, keep in contact with some of these guys do fantasy football. And it's nice good to chat every once in a while and see each other. But um, I'm glad you guys are, are doing um, this together. And I'm glad your team is, what do you, how are you guys doing this week? I don't think your team's doing too hot this week, is it? No, I thought it was about five. <laughs> you checked your lineups and look at ours. And then, it, and then that's when, uh, that's when everything got destroyed. Uh, <laughs> shortly <laughs> after. So not, not so good this week. Uh, no. Yeah. We'll get into it a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I, I wanted to bring this up. This is more general podcast i just want to bring to our listeners attention not necessarily anything that has to do with um other teams in the league i was looking at our demographics for so for instance so when people go listen to our podcast whether it be on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the podcast number one make sure you like <laughs> the, the podcast make sure you follow the podcast make sure you give us a good rating and we also have a twitter handle so if you guys wanted to follow us on twitter it's at Taco FFL. I have I have dozens and dozens of followers on Twitter. So you, you have to you have to elbow people out of the way for my Twitter. But we're trying to grow. We're trying to grow bigger. Um, so at Taco FFL on Twitter if you want to follow us. But it's what's interesting here, um, Jesse and the people that are listening is we are a South based league. And we have people in Tennessee. I think we have one guy in Corpus. A few guys in San Antonio. Um, but we're all kind of basically u.s based managers per se and eight percent of our listeners are u.s based so i can get different demographics when i um post things for the league and there's also the kind of things i have to show our sponsor rico's cheese at the end of the season how are we doing with listening how many downloads do we have where are people listening to so i found this very interesting so we have 88 percent are u.s based we have one percent based in canada i know we have a a lady cheesehead in Wisconsin listens to us. She writes in every once in a while. But we have 9%, 9%, which is a decent minority when we have about 200 downloads a week, um, are based in Germany. I was like, huh, yeah, I was, I was really interested in that. So 
any of my German f- listeners are out there right now, um, please follow me on Twitter at Taco FFL. Feel free to chime in there. I'll be posting things there. I'll be posting things about the show there. And then I'll taking things from Twitter. I'll put them on the show. So I'm just curious who across the pond in the great land of Germany is listening to this podcast. <laughs> Pretty cool, right, Jesse? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, back in the old days, because I'm old enough to remember all that, is the uh, you know the the, um, the Europe League, and they started up the the football the NFL Europe that, uh, that Germany was one major. Uh, they love it over there. They love American football. So it could be service members or just fans in general. I know that Germany always loved American football, and we had quite a few players that came over and played here too. So just interesting that that that, that dynamic comes on that demographic. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, well, I, th- I think it's interesting enough because really this this podcast is built for our manager and it's kind of snowballed into yeah. a few listeners, and this, but now we're getting listeners all over the world. So at Taco FFL on Twitter, my friends in Germany, come follow us and we'll talk all things football. Okay, so we can talk about that forever. Let's go get into some highlights and lowlights in football this past weekend. So I am sure you are watch the games like I do. I'm a big nerd when I watch the games, Jesse, because I'll fall, go back and I'll watch the all 22 of the games and I'll watch all the <laughs> what's going on in the game. Uh, we had some phenomenal games this past weekend. Any, any games you watched that you want to talk about um, that were on your docket for this past Sunday? Well, unfortunately, I do love to watch it, but uh, I worked all weekend. I worked nights. On the That's right. I did pop up, and I slept for three hours and watched uh, the Dolphins because that, that's my team, uh, hence the name, half of the name of our team. And uh, so, uh, to be completely honest, I was a, a little um, not happy at first. I dozed off and woke back up in the third quarter, and my team woke back up, and that was an amazing game. And in terms of the Dolphins, it it uh, – I've been telling everybody since the beginning of the season, not just because of my team, but uh, I feel like Miami is – they weren't quite as bad as Cincinnati, let's say, last year before they started the season. But I keep telling everybody, I think this is just – that Miami is this year Cincinnati, that, you know, don't sleep on them, don't sleep on them uh, if they can get the pieces together. And that fourth quarter finally showed me that Miami can, I think, too, a can finally unload himself and, and be the quarterback that we've all been hoping and dreaming for. And that man, that offense was amazing, and the defense responded, and that's kind of scary for everybody in the AFC East, and particularly in AFC itself. So I, I was really happy with that game. Yeah. So to, to parlay onto that, oh, number one, listeners, we are recording this. It is uh, Monday afternoon. You'll probably be listening to this later on Tuesday. So we have no idea what's going to happen Monday night with Minnesota, Philadelphia, or Tennessee Buffalo. We are strictly going to stick to the Sunday docket of games. So that's why we're not bringing those up. But going back to your um, Dolphins, Ravens. Yeah, I started watching it, and I was just finally like, they got the right pieces. I and, and GH and I were talking about this yesterday, and really, Tua needed those pieces around them. Just so you know, listeners, Tua is first in the NFL in passing yards. He is first in touchdowns. He is first in first downs, and he is two and zero. I mean, they got the right pieces around him now, so I think that he's. Finally, like you said, Jesse, going to be that elite quarterback that people want him to be, and the numbers are proving it. And on the other side of the, get on the other side of the ball, um, Lamar betting on himself. I I really can't stress enough how valuable he is to that team. I really would not touch anybody else in that offense except maybe Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson because the running backs are hit and miss. Rashad Bateman's hot and cold. Devin Duvernay's hot and cold. Um, but Lamar Jackson had 300 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing, four touchdowns. 
the guy did phenomenal. It was just a slugfest back and forth with Miami coming out on top. But I agree. I, I do think that Miami is the team to be out of that division, uh, at, at the entire AFC and definitely the, um, in their division. But I can't say enough about Waddle and Hill and the speed they have at receiver now. Even the running backs. I'm not a big Chase Edmonds fan. Moser got into it. Um, but I really think that offense is clicking. And I think the defense is good. I, this is the reason why I like the Dolphins so much, Jesse, is their defense is good, but they'll give up plays. So their offense has to come back and, <laughs> and score points. Yes. <laughs> really, yes. really good for fantasy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so from a fantasy perspective, um, what I what I didn't like to see yesterday is is a Edmonds owner and uh, not a Mostert owner. I see that uh, McDaniel's has definitely brought his shenanigans to Miami, and so here we go with Edmonds not even touching the ball. I think to like the um, to like the second quarter, and so now once again, I feel like we always have that that problem with which which running back. Unfortunately for me, which running back is going to start. So, um, you know, great for a, a Miami fan as a team. We win, and that's great. But from a fantasy manager's perspective, it's I, I hope it's not the beginning of a nightmare. And to your point, um, I think whoever has Lamar Jackson for sure um, is going to – I mean, he could, I think he's going to be – he could be a league winner because he's betting on himself. So that's for sure going to be uh, a phenomenal plus for whoever owns that person. I totally 100% agree with you on that. Moving on to a different game in our docket, because I'm sure we can dissect the Dolphins and Ravens more, is a, is a game that I watched from beginning to end because I am a Garrett Wilson owner while he's playing the pine. I was I actually reached for him in our, in our draft. I reached for him. I saw him down there. I knew he was going to be good, but I, I wasn't sure yet, but I knew I wanted to get it on my team. So I always watch the Jets games, and finally Garrett Wilson comes to play. 14 targets, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Even Corey Davis got involved. Four targets, 83 yards, that big touchdown play at the end. <laughs> what do you think about the Jets? Because I kind of put the Jets same boat as the Dolphins. The Jets are not as good as the Dolphins. Don't get me wrong. They are definitely not as good as the Dolphins. But they can put up fantasy points and defense is yeah, so so. So I think they are good for fantasy too. How do you feel about the New York Jets um and how it comes to fantasy? Yeah, I I, I think from a they're they're definitely a fantasy uh team in terms of uh their productivity and they're are they a real life bad football team, but that's not necessarily in fantasy what we want. And I think you're right. Um the uh, the players for the Jets are going to put up points for you because they're they're good enough to score and the defense is just bad enough to let people score and stop them to keep them in the game. But it's a little bit of fool's gold, I get fool's gold in terms of you know their productivity in, in, in real life and and on the flip side that with the Browns as well. It's um I, I you know without Deshaun Watson it's I just feel like they're just kind of um, just kind of floating along here and I, I just it's until. Until they can get some serious quarterback play, and I, as a as a quarterback, Brissett in Miami, I know what they're getting in the Browns. They're just they're just always going to be wanting more. So, and I think from a fantasy perspective as well, your players you just be you know just other than having uh, Chubb or the running backs in that in that system, you're just not going to get much production out of there. So. 100% agree. Unless your name is Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, I am not putting you on my fantasy roster anytime soon for the Cleveland Browns. But, you know, Cooper, you have to hand it to him. He's working he's work with Jacoby Brissett. The guy had over yes. 11, 10 or 11 targets, 100 yards, a touchdown. So, I mean, Cooper is doing what he can. But I think you're right. I think it's a flash of the pan. It's very inconsistent. The passing 
the passing offense for the Cleveland Browns. And then they lost. They lost to the Jets. So <laughs> the Jets are always a team that gets you a lot of fantasy points, but they're going to lose. So <laughs> now the right. Jets are getting a lot of fantasy points and they win. So you have to really kind of take that and until like the Sean Watson comes and I don't even know how well he's going to play at game number 12 in the season, how long he's going to play. We're going to wait and see on that one. But yeah, the, the fantasy mining of gold in that offense is really just the running backs and everybody else's I'm not going to touch. But um, but back to the Jets, Joe Flacco's finding, uh, finding his younger self. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's a very good quarterback, but it doesn't really matter in fantasy as long as you put a point. So, I mean, it's kind of not – it's kind of fun to see him kind of come back and, and be his old self that what he was with the Ravens. And so, uh, speaking of somebody that bet on himself and made some money back in the day. But, uh, yeah, so I think he's really driving that Jets offense right now. And it's interesting to see – what happens when Wilson comes back? I know that's their man, but if they if they keep winning, they could be in the dilemma there themselves. So it's it's, it's going to be interesting to watch too. Uh, Joe Flacco Renaissance is always good for football and fantasy. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> he he was very accurate. He was very accurate with his throws. He's always been a very accurate thrower. Yeah, he's not going to run a lot, so that's going to be great for his receivers. And I think yeah, they're going to have a dilemma. So if they keep winning. And again, I'm I'm not sure that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to wait and see. I'm I am still going to play the receiver with confidence. I'm still going to play Michael Carter and Brees Hall with confidence. Both those running backs got a little bit each. So I'm really going to I'm definitely going to keep putting the money on their offense. But we'll wait and see. With Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's the thing. When Zach Wilson comes back, I think it downgrades the receivers a little bit because he runs more. He rushes more than Joe Flacco does. So again, we'll wait and see. But if you're right, if the Jets are winning. Later in the year, when he, I think Zach was scheduled to come back around game week five, or week six, and if the Jets are sitting there at three and two or four and two, whenever he comes back, I think, uh, yeah, they're gonna have a few few questions in the front office there of what they're gonna do. <laughs> but um, okay, moving on, we can go to the next game. Um, we have one more game, a, a comeback game that I was watching too. The Cardinals and Raiders uh, is just a fun game to watch. Kyler Murray. Running, it was a 30-second <laughs> total time offensive snap at the end to score that touchdown. It was just, it was just wonderful. Did you happen to catch that that last play and um, replay, Jesse? I did see that. I did see them talking about it. Yes, I think they they had it kind of in the sped up, and he just ran around. I think it was like th- literally like 35 seconds. But you know, that's what makes Murray special, of course. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I love watching the all 22 film on him. Just basically drew a line around the field where he ran and kept the timer going. It was definitely looked like you know replacement pop Warner football play. You know the ball's going over here and now it's over here and everybody's trying to chase it. Uh, it was a very interesting play, but I I got I, I got to hand it to 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 Arizona. I really did not think they were. I think they were down twenty to nothing at halftime. They come out tied up on the very last play in regulation. Went in overtime. I am not too keen on their play just yet as far as fantasy goes, other than Kyler Murray, especially with James Conner going down. And James Conner went down with ankle injury. He's prone to ankle injuries throughout his career. And now you're basically tossing in Darren Williams or Eno Benjamin in your lineup. Uh, I, I, I don't know. How do, how do you feel about that Cardinals backfield? Because you you are a James Conner owner. You could be gunning for any of these running backs um, on the waiver wire. Well, I feel like you keep sticking me with needles here because every time it's <laughs> my player and they're hurt, they're out for the season. And uh, it's just, yeah, but yes, uh, we are. I mean, he's my number two. Uh, he's our number two. So, yeah, we're, we're thin. Hopefully, 
uh, you know, that's the risk you take with him. And, you know, we knew that with Connor. There's always a risk. But he is a stud when he's in. He's a focal point at offense. But, yeah, to your point as well, uh, I saw a little bit of the first game and the second one, and am I a little worried about, you know, the the Cardinals offense and, and the productivity out of that position, um, obviously with the, with the injury. So, yeah, we're, we're thin at running back. So we're going to – especially with uh, the shenanigans in Miami, you know, Chase Edmonds who would have been, you know, hey, I can slip that guy into number two and put a receiver in in my flex. Now I'm kind of left scrambling. So we're just – we're going to have to figure that one out. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about Connor. <laughs> yeah, just just so you know, like there are some key injuries um, over the weekend. Before we go into our key injuries, guys, I got a quick commercial break with our sponsors. I'll be right back with some injuries and waiver wire ad after this quick commercial break. Okay, podcast listeners, for this commercial segment, what I'm going to do is have a little fun. So this is a fictitious commercial, not a real commercial, but it's a fictitious commercial from a movie. So here's what you have to do. Go to Twitter, follow us at TacoFFL. The first person to tweet us what movie this fictitious commercial is from will win some sweet Taco Tuesday swag, courtesy of Taco Tuesday and our sponsor, Rico's Cheese. So take a listen and let me know what movie this fictitious commercial is from. <laughs> I'm Ernie McCracken. When I found out little Billy here was growing up without a daddy, I had to do something. When Big Ern saw our picture in the paper, he called the Unified Fund and got involved. I had to. Couldn't help myself. But little Billy's not the only one. There's also a little Jason here. Once again this year, I'll be sponsoring a fatherless family in every city I bowl with. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, Mr. McCracken's already there. <laughs> Jonathan, we're going to fly pattern all the way to the goal line. Tennessee! Kentucky! Down the beach! Uh, deeper, Jonathan. It's a tough world. These kids nearly got munsoned, but they're back now. Through the Unified Fund, I found out that if you give a little, you can get back a whole lot more. Oh, what a funny movie that was. So, if you know what movie that fictitious commercial is from, again, follow us on Twitter at TacoFFL. Tweet me the answer, and I will send you some awesome Taco Tuesday swag, courtesy of our sponsors. Okay, let's get back to Jesse and some waiver wire pickups you'll need going into week three. Day, and we already alluded to a little bit where we're talking about some of the games that happened on Sunday. So some of the big ones, Trey Lance, uh, he's out for the season. And, and personally, <laughs> here's here's the sad part. Uh, uh, my guess, his team is a Trey Lance owner as well. You know, so <laughs> it yeah. was it was it was just a bad weekend for your team, Jesse. <laughs> I would say it was uh yeah, it was pretty it was pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So Trey Lance obviously broke an ankle out for the season. From your perspective as a Trey Lance owner, do you automatically go pick up Jimmy or are you looking for somebody else? And for the quarterback position, well, not to get too much away, but now that there's a lot out there we can pick up, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, uh, Jimmy G is the reason you get Trey Lance is for is probably the rushing, you know, and so you know, obviously Jimmy G is not going to give you that. He's going to give you some better um, 
you know, a big passing statistic. But the reason you draft Trey Lance is for the rushing and for, you know, the, the capability to keep himself in the games and, and positions of, of scoring in that perspective. So, no, I mean, Jimmy G could be a nice replacement, but I think he's still going to be more matchup driven. Um, but, you know, it's to your point, you're talking about, uh, you know, quarterback play on bad teams or whatever the case may be. I mean, for fantasy, that's you need, you know, that productivity. You look for matchups. So we'll be looking for somebody. There's there's some people out there still that kind of fit that bill, not to Trey Lance's pedigree, but uh, you know that's you know, I guess it is what it is as you say. But yes, that 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 hurt a lot. Uh, Connor getting hurt, um, and uh, you know a few other things really hurt the team this week. So we'll we'll be scrambling for sure. <laughs> yeah, good luck with the uh, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence and Matt Ryan's out there. <laughs> They're left on the on the wire. But I yeah I always think that this is this is the perfect time. Like and this is just great fantasy football management strategy for everybody out there. Injuries happen. And let's say your team is sitting at 0 and 2, or if you're 2 and 0 and you see an injury happen on another team and you have a player that you can trade, that's where you can lean on that guy. You can lean on him and say, Hey, I got this player you need. Do you what are you interested in a trade? And so yeah, so that's and you, if you guys can work out a trade, but it's a really good strategy for people that are two and oh um and definitely guys that are oh and two and get back into the game guys that are two and oh can lean on it so if you were a trey lance owner if you were a james connor or even a jerry judy owner he has been prone to ankle injuries his entire career he has had ankle injury <laughs> mike evans has been prone to fighting other people his whole career he might be suspended so you may be looking for a receiver there um so let's go into some waiver wire stuff just let's go into some quick waiver wire stuff and these are some top waiver wire ads i saw available in most Yahoo, um, in most Sleeper, in most ESPN leagues generally um, that were probably good pickups for people. One of them was, we talked about earlier, um, Darrell Williams, Eno Benjamin. Darrell Williams is available in 96% of Yahoo Sleeper leagues. Eno Benjamin, a little bit less, 89% of Yahoo Sleeper leagues. Great running back, great position to pick up if you are down James Conner. Another one that I liked was Garrett Wilson. I do have him on my bench. He is available in 77% of sleeper and Yahoo leagues, people. There's a reason the Jets picked this guy 10th overall. And I wasn't sure he's going to come out of it, but he did. And he, he came out flying with over 100 yards, so two touchdowns. Pick this guy up if he is on your waiver wire. He is going to be a stud. Um, are there any waiver wire um, guys on the waiver that not necessarily you're looking for, um, Jesse, because they don't get too much, like you said, but guys in general you think would be good additions to teams that may have had some injury problems. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, the wide receiver position always seems to be deep at, at, during the year. You know, that there's always times where uh, obviously deeper than running back. So running back, it seems like at this point in the season you're looking for obviously injury replacement. So it's your backups from there, but uh, I'm surprised to see Mostert still out there in a lot of leagues, which is surprising, but uh, especially after this weekend, but um, no, I, I, um, I think uh, one would be like Sterling Shepard. I think on the giants, I think that they've got a lot of injuries. Uh, I actually picked them up last week, but um, they've got a lot of injuries. They've got some people in the doghouse, and I feel like, uh, you know, he's a good pickup for a team that he could end up being a number one receiver. Galladay's has just has never materialized. I think he's a good pickup for a team on, on people listening out there. Um, Sterling Shepard, yeah, he ran. He had 14 targets. He ran 80% of the routes. I mean, really had a lot of productivity too. So, I mean, I think that's the that's Daniel Jones' go-to guy and receiver right now because he said, I can't Galladay 
had almost no targets and just always being injured. And it, it, there's nobody else to run the throw to. May Saquon's going to be Saquon. But I really do think that um, Sterling Shepard's a good pickup. Yep. And, uh, you know, they have that chemistry in the past. He's come back from injury. But I think he really can be the, the number one on that team, at least until everybody comes along. Um, running back-wise, I think um, there's the uh, the backups there in Tampa. I think it's uh, – is it Zamir White or Zay White? It's, yep, yeah, Zamir right. White. And then Zay White, I believe, also is uh, – I believe that's the one in, in uh, Oakland as well. Those are ones to keep an eye on as well, I think. Agreed. Uh, I think 100% those two with the injuries in the backfield there. Um, I think another one, if people haven't, haven't picked them up yet, um, Brian Robinson. Yes. The Washington Commanders, uh, for as bad as they are, they put up some fantasy points. If you have not picked up Curtis Samuel, pick him up. And Brian Robinson, there actually is a video floating around. And this guy was shot twice four weeks ago he's already doing high stepping drills um light contact drills um running at full speed i i I don't know much about gunshot wounds per se or how how long it takes people to recover from them you work you work in the medical field you may know more than i do but that seems very fast to come back from a a two gunshot wounds what do you think well uh, i do have experience i do work in er if it was a clean shot and it didn't get any bones and you know it went through it's it's just a matter of the tissue healing and if he didn't hit anything major it, it really is just a matter of like any other wound healing and getting back in there and i did see that video as well and as we all know gibson you know shot down the ranks you know during the, during the summer and uh, they have big plans for this guy so i mean if he was out there which he's not but he is in some leagues which gets i find surprisingly that he's out there um that guy's going to come back, and, and the commanders are actually really – I'm surprised. I think maybe they don't look that good, but they're putting up the points, and they're being competitive in the games. Wentz looks like he's figured it out again, and and, and that offense can be potent with the weapons that they have. And, that it, and you know, starting running back in that offense and in that division is, is going to be is going to be valuable. So, And we all know Gibson, as I had him last year, uh, likes to get hurt a lot. So, <laughs> the football. So – it's um with Wentz. It was I was I watched the first half of that game. He had no touchdowns, fifty nine yards, and interception. I was like, oh, there's the Wentz I remember. That's that's the guy I know. And then second half, three hundred yards, three touchdowns. I mean, he was tossing. Um, Johan Dotson had a touchdown and fifty nine yards, and, and uh, Curtis Samuel. And even even and the reason I, I like Brian Robinson is that even with with Antonio Gibson healthy, he only had like. I think six, 16 yards or, or 26 yards. He, he wasn't a big part of it. And I, I don't know why. I think he's a phenomenal player. I really think he's got good hands. I mean, he does, he does fumble a little bit. But, man, he must be really big in a doghouse in that, in that offense um, and the coaches or something. Because, yeah, even even with a guy who is on injury reserve has been shot, they still don't want to give Antonio Gibson too many touches. So <laughs> we'll, see <what> happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens when Brian Robinson comes back. I'm not sure. Yeah, so well, well that, to be determined, but uh, I still, yeah, if he's out there, if uh, anybody out there is listening and he's available, definitely go get him because, you know, we're talking about second half of the season. Who knows where we're at at that point? Exactly. It's just two games. Even if you're 0-2 and just uh, let Fantasy World know, the guy who won this league last year started off at 1-4, and and then he went like 9-1 and the second half of the season. So it's, it's, it's definitely, don't think you're down 0-2, your season's over. you got plenty of, plenty, plenty of fantasy left to play. Get in there, make some trades, get on the waiver wire, um, and see what happens. But this is the, the thing that everybody shows up for, Jesse. They listen to trivia coming to you in the form of our four-question segment. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm sure you've listened to the podcast before. This is the first time on here, folks, but he listened to it. His partner's been on the podcast before, his fantasy football co-manager. So basically, here, here's how it rolls. I'm going to ask you four questions. They can be based in pop culture, geography, government, football, baseball, sports, whatever. And I keep running tally of how guests do on the podcast for these questions at the end of the season the guest that did the best on this podcast will receive a giant rico's prize pack and that comes with a humongous like i don't know it's like a gallon of cheese and a <laughs> humongous thing of popcorn um rico's very generous this year so we have a bunch of stuff to give away person who has the best record on four questions are you ready for your four questions jesse <sighs> I'll take a deep breath. I don't know about that because I heard it going last time and you got me a little paddle, but yeah, let's go for it. Okay. <laughs> Number one is a 80s pop culture question. Actor played MacGyver on the original series with the same name. Wow. You can see his face. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's... Uh, oh, man be wrong but i keep wanting to say like jan michaels or something similar to that but i don't know if that's correct his name was richard dean anderson richard uh, dean anderson yeah. phenomenal actor always also was the lead actor in stargate sg1 the series um, great actor richard dean anderson so oh for one it's okay you're gonna make up on these next three um number two okay this is a this is an interesting question i actually i, I read this somewhere on that again um in 2015, so anything after that, um, this is a this is a, a poll done in 2015. So it doesn't doesn't know what's going on in the past seven years. What was the world's most used form of execution? And you get three choices: was it lethal injection, hanging, or firing squad? After 2015, and then no, so so it was done in 2015 up until. So, um, up up okay. until 2015, and we're talking about the entire world. Entire world. Hmm. Well, let's see. I think it's 50-50. So it's either it's uh, shooting or hanging, and I'm gonna go with hanging. So close. Firing squad was the answer. Firing ah. squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people think lethal injection because that's what we do here, but the drugs are actually very expensive. So a lot of countries that also have capital punishment use use firing squad, um, use hanging, and actually uh, fourth on the list was the guillotine still being used in a lot of countries. So that is rough. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing waiver wires. It's 50-50. I'm missing on everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you can go 50-50 here. You get two for four. Next one's NFL question. Okay. What NFL team enshrines its star players on the wall of fame in the once named stadium, Ralph Wilson Stadium? Mikey's going to go to Washington. Uh, Ralph Wilson. I don't feel like that's right, but I'm going to say that was my first thought. So we'll go to Washington Commanders now. 
It was, it's the stadium known as Ralph Wilson Stadium. They, they call it the Ralph. It's now known as Highmark Stadium. The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills is the answer for that one. Um, known, known, known as the Ralph. Yes. So, okay. 0 for 3. <laughs> you're going to get this last one. I know you are. All right. What, what is the name of John Travolta's character in Pulp Fiction? Was it uh, Marcellus, Butch, or Vincent? Vincent. Vincent, there we go. Yes, one for four. One for four. Oh, I, I, I always try to toss in some some multiple choice questions there so you know you have a, a shot to get them. So I don't think one for four is going to be in play for the Rico's prize pack, but you do, you, you'll not go 0 for four and there'll be some 0 for fours <laughs> throughout the season. So nice job, Jesse. Well, I, I was hoping to do a lot better, but uh, you know, I got some 50, 50 chances that I missed. I, I'll give you credit for that. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> well, um, our time is coming to an end, my friend. I want to thank you once again for being on the podcast this week and best of luck on the waiver wire. I will. I will. And just, just as an ad note, I was close. Uh, it was uh, Jan Michael, if I was remember correctly, was on Airwolf. So I wish you'd ask me that question instead. So. Oh, that was that. You're right. Airwolf. Oh, man. Yes. I got to go watch some, some of those episodes. <laughs> yes, yes. And I watch MacGyver all the time as well. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 70s kid. So yeah. I remember all those shows. But, but yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you taking the time and, uh, and talking about it. And good luck to everyone uh on the waiver wire this weekend and on the season and uh, like you said earlier uh no matter what your record is never give up because it can change in a heartbeat injuries are definitely the key and i'm at that situation right now so we'll see what happens words to live by jesse thank you so much dolphins made me cry good luck the waiver wire the rest of the season and take care you too sir thank you all right All right. Thank you for Jesse Dolphins made me cry co-manager for being on the podcast. A lot of great points he made listeners about some great waiver wire pickups and some last minute changes to your lineup. If you had some injuries, you will be smart to heed both our words on those, but we got to segue right into our next guest. She's on the phone with me right now from the cosmos. She literally just reappeared vapor from vapor to a person right in front of our eyes here <laughs> is lady gray are you with us today yes i'm very magical that way hello <laughs> i think she has a smoke machine guy she's playing tricks on me but <laughs> it, it appears she 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 appeared from pure vapors just right now to, to give Ooh. us some <laughs> no lady gray how have you been i've been good i won this week so i've been great yeah, so listeners who don't know, first of all, I want to apologize on the air to Lady Grey. We had actually recorded a segment with Lady Grey a couple of weeks ago, but she got bumped. We ran it's out of time. <laughs> Messed up. I was all excited. I'm like, where am I at? So, yeah, um, well, this week is close. This week we had a little squirrel that, that water skis, and you almost got bumped for him, but we decided to put you on this Not week. Cool, so. man. Not cool. <laughs> that's, that's squirrel water skis. You got, you got to talk to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, so, so we, we talked about last time guys is um, that we didn't get put on the air was her and I, and my wife, a lot of my friends have been getting into fantasy football because they know I run the taco Tuesday league, the league of reference that we talk about all the time. And a lot of my friends and close family members were 
all kind of getting into fantasy football and Lady Grey being one of them. So we started a family league, a friendly family league uh, with uh, my, my brother-in-law, my daughters, um, you know, my, my, uh, my, who else is it? My, my wife's cousin, a lot of people. And, and Lady Grey, who was my sister. So a lot of family leagues that so we're having a fun time. We're two games into the, into the season. And Lady Grey, how is your fantasy football team doing? I'm one in one. So I lost, I lost it hard the first, uh, week, uh, this week I won. So I was very happy about that. Although some of my people underperformed, I'm learning a lot about fantasy football. Um, <laughs> I, I traded out Tom Brady this week. Cause you know, he's, he's been having a rough kind of couple of weeks. So I was like, Tom, you're going to get the bench and I'm going to have to bring up Matthew Stafford. So there you go. See, see, I, 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 I appreciate it because, you know, for the first couple of seasons, I was learning a lot about about tarot and how it works and now lady gray is learning a lot about fantasy football so there are there are some correlations to kind of like you know you kind of have to go through gut and think about how people are going to do and if they're in the right mindset to perform so i'm glad you are enjoying the fantasy football league and we're, it's a friendly one and um I, I had actually gotten a few prizes to give away so we had a friend of ours who won some shower bombs for, for this week because he got the highest um i wanted those I was a little yeah about that. <laughs> next week lady gray you're gonna get the highest score next I week in our so. league, and um you'll, you'll do it okay Okay, so so really, you know, I have some I have some great questions, and so without further ado, let's give the people what they want. It's time for Lady Gray's weekly predictions. So this is technically our first reading, even though we had recorded one before. This is a brand new reading, so it's our first reading, Lady Gray. I have some yes or no questions because now we got a little bit of info the yeah. last reading reading was really preseason. now we got some we got some seasonal info so these questions can be very specific they're really gonna help out many managers are you ready i'm ready okay i got the smoke machine going let's oh, rock <laughs> tua had a phenomenal tua tua for the washington for the miami dolphins had a phenomenal week two had 400 plus yards six touchdowns he is qb one overall currently will Tua finish as overall QB number one for the entire season? I'm going to go with a no. Oh, what do the cards say? Well, it's a seven of uh, needles or seven of swords reversed. So uh, upright, um, it's more about betrayal, but reversed, it's more about like confession, being a bit cowardly, you know, um, you know, things that weigh heavily on your conscience. So um, I don't, I just don't see it. This is a kind of a negative card to me. So okay, sorry. So, so um, really watch the margin for expectations on Tua guys. He is good. He had a great week, but he may not finish as number one, but he stayed, he still may finish maybe top 10. We don't know yet, but Lady Grace says he will not finish his overall QB one for the season. Okay. Number two, number two. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, who actually played the Dolphins this past week, their backfield is a mess. All the running backs in there, I didn't, you never know who to play. They're just all over the place. Their quarterback is probably their best running back. But let's talk about the running backs. Should fantasy managers invest in the Baltimore Ravens backfield? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So we got a queen of buttons or a queen of pentacles. And the queen of pentacles is all about like uh, pentacles is money, um, 
material things. So, and a, the queen is, she's the ultimate caregiver. She's about practicality. She's about providing things. It's a wealth status card. So it's a very positive card. So I'm going to say yes. Okay. So this is interesting. Um, card here because you're right the Ravens backfield is a mess right now guys are injured reserve guys that are hurt they're putting anybody in there but right now you know J.K. Dobbins is coming back a little bit um Gus Edwards is coming back in a couple of games he's looking really good on some videos I've seen so you're right I think the future for the Ravens backfield is good I haven't seen it manifest yet but the cards are saying go out it, there it's all right. about providing it's all about gotcha. caregiving it the queen queen it's that maternal instinct to provide and to care for kind of like an empress card where it's like you know i'm going to take care of my people so i think that they're going to get taken care of and things are going to be positive for the backfield awesome i love that prediction so go out there and grab some ravens backfield better running back class okay last one last one has to do with fantasy managers in general so we're two games into the season um you'll even notice in our family league there are some teams that are owing to there are some teams in our taco league that are owing to and to all of our listeners out there that are in the fantasy football world there may be some owing to teams in your leagues you may personally be owing to in your league what do the cards tell us about the future for these 0-2 teams? Okay. Hmm. Okay, so I pulled two cards because I wanted to just look at two cards. Um, I think that they, they've got um, a lot of hope. Um, the unknown, which is um, for this deck, it's all about um, curiosity, faith, um, kind of believing in things you can't see so obviously it looks bad now but it could be really positive as we move into the season and then the second card was the queen of matches or the queen of wands wands are all about fire all about um you know internal kind of uh things uh and it's called the queen of matches and this is another queen card so again maternal but um they're they're fighters it's fierce energy it's taking charge it's courage um independent so i don't lose faith y'all don't lose faith because these look very <laughs> positive and i think you're gonna come back yeah it's it's interesting to say that the winner of our league last year i think i may have even mentioned this earlier when i was on with jesse was one in four when he started the season he finished up eight and one ended up winning our league so oh and two teams don't give up yet you heard it from lady great first there's a lot of hope there's a lot of season left to be played so Get out there and get on those wave wires, get some players, change up in your lineup and yeah, play and play with fire. Particularly, you know, yes, there's faith with the unknown card, but also the Queen of Matches is about like taking destiny in her hands. So don't be afraid to like do things that are different or change things up. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well fantastic reading Lady Grey. And as always, fantastic. Also having you here on the podcast. If listeners want to get in contact with you for a reading, how would they do that? They can email me, ladygraytarot at gmail.com. Phenomenal. And thank you once again for being on the podcast. Listeners, heed her words. I tell you, she is pure water vapor most of the time. <laughs> but when she, when, she tells the, when she tells it like it is, you must listen to it because last season, I don't think I even mentioned this earlier. Last season, Lady Grey was 80% correct on her predictions, what the cards told her. So that's pretty good. It's way better than Vegas. So let's <laughs> know what she's saying, guys. Lady Grey, thank you once again for being on the podcast and enjoy the rest of your week. And best of luck this weekend on our 
Family League. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. And that just about wraps things up, folks. I want to thank, first of all, both of our guests, Jesse Dolphins Made Me Cry co-manager and our spiritual and spooky tarot card reader, Lady Grey. Thank you both for being on our podcast. I hope you found their wisdom and guidance helpful for you. And best of luck moving into week three and on the waiver wire. Go get some of those guys. One last thing, wherever you listen to podcasts, please like us, follow us, give us a five-star rating. Also, please follow us on Twitter at TacoFFL. Leave a tweet, comment on the the podcast, especially if you're not from around South Texas. All of our listeners in the Canadian region, Germany, Puerto Rico. I got a lot of people all over the place listening to the podcast. Please follow us on Twitter. Comment. You may find your comment makes it to the podcast. Okay. But this was the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League podcast. Thank you, everybody. This is Spicy Gumbo signing off. <laughs>